Hi, I'm Julie. I'm Kristen. And I'm Kate. Welcome to Season 2 of Topical Island. In every episode, we'll dive into a new topic. From the morbid to the magnificent. The heartfelt to the ridiculous. Join us as each week we take you to a different topical island. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Topical Island. I hope you are all well and... Kate, what have you been up to this week? Well, Julie, um, this past week, I had a uh, performance review at my place of employment, and I I am a nerd for being critiqued. And a nerd for being critiqued, like, okay. I, I love a performance review. I love feedback, yeah. you know, and don't get me wrong, I love all the good stuff, but I really... Um, appreciate when people are really honest and give you stuff to Mm. like stuff you can improve on because you know it's there and I always when people have asked me in the past for feedback um I always try and you know highlight the great stuff but also just throw in a nugget of and you could work on this or this because like I said I appreciate the praise but at the end of the day I love something to strive towards Mm. so yeah so that's my little tidbit Nice. And that's so, really, that's a good perspective. Well, and if someone asks you for feedback, I mean, unless they just really wanted to hear a bunch of good stuff about themselves, you'd hope that they were <laughs> looking for honest feedback. Yeah. No, it's true. If you're, if you're asking me, if you're fishing for a compliment, just say, Hey, could you maybe boost my self-esteem right now? <laughs> but if you want some feedback, I'm going to give you honest feedback. feedback. Yeah. Oh, good for you. Sometimes I, I struggle with that to give I tend to sometimes sugarcoat the feedback a little bit, maybe too much sometimes. No, that's true. It is hard. I mean, it is hard to give honest feedback and not everyone is as receptive as as Kate Kate. is. Yes. (laughs) I'm a nerd for being judged. (laughs) Good for you. What about you, Julie? Uh, I am good. I um, wasn't anticipating you throwing it back to me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh my highlight this week was uh i took my daughter tubing at well it's called windsport now but it used to be called canada olympic park i'm sure there's Mm -hmm. tube parks everywhere where there's good amounts of snow and it was a riot it was so fun so scary um but yeah it was just so fun and uh worth the ridiculous amount of money that they charge. Yeah, I was just, kind of, I was just curious how, like, will they down you a say hill. how much it costs? I could tell you how much it costs because it's public. It's twenty five bucks a person for two hours, and it doesn't matter how old you are. Oh, okay. Yeah, children so, or adult. Yeah, nobody. Anyone. And when yeah. you do the math of how many people on the hill, they're making some coin. That said, they had so many. Um, so much staff there like at the top of every single run there's staff there to help you and then mm. to give you a give you a little spin if you want it on the way <laughs> nice. down i did not my daughter did so inevitably we were spun down the hill <laughs> And like, she would lie to me. We'd be going up the little magic carpet lift and she'd be like, this time I'll just say medium spin. And then we'd get to the top and she'd say super, super spin. And um, (laughs) super, super spin. Yeah. Uh, She's my kind of tuber. 
Yeah, it was wild. I uh, that's awesome. It's it's something I've never done. You do know, it. I've Just never. Go. I've been skiing. I've been snowboarding. I've never been tubing down a mountain. It is so fun and like just, cool. I, I mean, it's, it's not as, it's not exercise bandy stretch, but you're outside for two, there's my, there was my two outdoor hours for the week. Nice. Check <laughs> and check. That's right. How about you, Kristen? Have you been critiqued or gone tubing this week? <laughs> well, I'm always being critiqued, um, but I was, I think I did do an outdoor activity, which Kate, is this the activity that you brought up early on in our podcast, which was the croquet curl? Yes, I saw you post that, and it looked yeah. like a very it looked like a very professional version of what I saw. Oh, the <laughs> bonnets! Yeah, yeah. Have you seen it, Julie? I, I've seen the pictures. I not your yeah, pictures because I'm taking a break from social media, but I saw it online. Oh, cool! Yeah, it's amazing. So my dad, he skates. Uh, well. I don't know if I should reveal where he is during the day, but he <laughs> he, uh, he likes to go skating at Bonus Park and has been noticing these great uh, croquet curl little tiny rinks. And um, he did some. So my boyfriend was in town this week, and so we were looking for outdoor activities to do, and it was luckily so nice out. Yeah. And so yeah, we we the whole my mom and my dad and my boyfriend all went down to this croquet curl down in Bonus, and it was absolutely lovely. So I won't even try to describe the game. Because it's a little bit complicated, but um, you basically throw rocks. It's it's crocono combined with curling, and you throw rocks and try to hit people out and da da da. Anyways, it was so fun and it was really picturesque because they have like the outdoor pit set up, and my mom brought hot chocolate, so it was like super lovely kind of winter nice. activity. I did injure myself. Oh no, <laughs> not severely while I was there, but um, like uh, you know when you get when you go bowling and then you're so sore after because you just don't do yes. that very yeah. often. So my like yes. right shoulder was so sore, which wasn't even the arm I was throwing us. So I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> and then I also bruised my right knee somehow because my my strategy or my technique was to basically throw it, but I've never curled before, so I just kind of like went with it. <laughs> <laughs> so I pretty much fell after everyone, like not hard, like I kind of slid at not realizing at the time that I was vastly giving myself just this crazy bruise on my right knee. My left <laughs> knee was totally fine. So it was absolutely delightful. Um, I managed to hurt myself, but that's not unusual for me. So it was great. So good recommendation, Kate. Although it awesome. was a different location, but it was uh, a really cool sport. All right. Well, I can't wait to hear because I know Kate's excited. Kate, where are we going this week? I am excited. You are correct. We all know, I feel like from a very young age, we're really told how important it is to hydrate. Water is an essential part of our bodies functioning properly. Our bodies are made up to 50 to 70% water. And we lose water from our bodies through breathing, sweating, urination. And so we need to be constantly replenishing. And... I know that I'm not telling you anything that you don't already know. Well, I think Julie just drank water. I just drank some water because talking about hydration makes me realize how dehydrated I am. At least once a day, I say to myself, oh, I should really have some water. Yes. 
And so, uh, you know, they say that um, even a 2% drop in hydration, you really start, you can be noticeably, um, your, the, it impedes the body's performance. And so it's usually easily resolved by replenishing your depleted resources. But what I want to talk about today is the extremes of hydration or lack thereof. Oh, oh, okay. So some typical symptoms of mild dehydration are headaches because without water, your brain will contract ever so slightly, um, causing it to pull away from the skull. You generally Mm. get constipated because the body will draw what it needs from the large intestine. And you can get tired and find it hard to focus because without water, our blood actually thickens, um, meaning that the body has to work that much harder to pump it through the body. That's why I always, if I have to give blood or have blood drawn, I always mm-hmm. really try and hydrate a day or two before. And sometimes the, um, what do you call somebody who draws blood? A nurse? There is a word. Someone. <laughs> uh, phlebotomist. Sometimes the phlebotomist will notice that how easily my blood comes out. <laughs> Julie likes Julie likes feedback too, but only about how hydrated her blood is. <laughs> Oh, dear. So basically, when your body is deprived from an essential source, it makes tactical decisions to withdraw the resource from wherever it can. So dehydration starts with your kidneys. Your kidneys will reabsorb water that would be passed through as urine. And so this is why your urine gets dark when you're dehydrated, because your kidneys are trying to hang on to what it can. Once the kidneys have done what they can, the body will draw water from cells and organs to keep your blood pressure at a level at which your heart can keep beating. And while this is happening, your eyes will contract to expose the conjunctiva, which I had to look up, and it is the inside of the eyelids. Um, So it provides, so that provides your eyes with protection and lubrication and helps with the production of mucus and tears. So you're I mean, you're literally drying out. Right. Your lips will shrivel almost entirely away. Your lips will shrivel away (laughs) entirely with your teeth and gums protruding outward like a skeleton. And your skin blackens as it dries out. Your tongue becomes like a piece of beef jerky. Now, this is all happening while you're still alive. So what finally happens is that your brain contracts enough, your body will get to a point where if you're cut, you won't even bleed um, because your blood is so thick. And with less and less water in your blood, your blood pressure will drop drastically. And this means that all of the oxygen and nutrients in your blood will take a lot longer to get to your organs. And so they will fail. And then finally, your brain, heart, kidneys, and liver will stop working. Hmm. Ultimately, your brain will shrink from... Uh, in an attempt to hydrate the body, um, because the brain actually holds a lot of water, and eventually that's what causes you to die. Your brain shriveling. Your brain oh. shriveling. I'm curious. Have Have either of you been not, but perhaps mildly dehydrated, where like you like you don't have any spit left. You go to the bathroom and it's like uranium two fifty two. It's ooh. yeah. I've definitely experienced that. It's unsettling for sure. It's unsettling. Now, you can be taken. I'm sure we not we have. I'm hoping that we haven't been kind of taken to the brink of death and brought back. (laughs) But you can you can come back from the edge of death. 
um, due to dehydration. So I want to tell you a story. About Can you come back from beef jerky tongue? Slowly but surely. In fact, rehydrating is just as important and serious as de- as dehydration is because too much too fast. Right. And your body will reject it. But we'll talk about overhydrating in a minute. Big Think published an article about the Italian athlete, about the Italian athlete, Mauro Prosperi. So he was an endurance athlete and he decided to take up the challenge of one of the most intense and grueling races in the world known as the Marathon des Sables. So this is a six day ultra marathon that takes place in the Sahara Desert. Oh, well, I, I already feel like a marathon across the Sahara, an ultra marathon across the Sahara is a bad idea. I wouldn't do it. It's like those people who decide they want to climb Mount Everest. Not. Have you seen the lineups lately? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's but crazy. there are people that, I mean, I personally know people that would see that race and think, hey, that sounds like a great yeah, idea. But you, that's your crowd. Like you have, you run with those kinds of people. <laughs> sure. Literally. So I'm just, I'm just saying that there are those people out there. <laughs> they exist. They exist. Yeah. Kate, Kate knows a bunch of them. And Moro, Moro Prosperi was one of them. You know, yeah. he was he was a, an Olympian uh, for Italy, and he uh, decided that he wanted to, um, you know, test the waters of endurance races and signed up for the Marathon des Sables. So during this race, temperatures can reach up to 50 degrees Celsius, and the average runner has to take in as much as 13 liters um, per day, which mostly comes back out as sweat. But it's it's a science to know how right. much you're taking in, how much you're losing. So during the race, a sandstorm hit and he got turned around. So he ended up heading the wrong way into the desert. He was alone for 10 days without supplies. He initially stayed alive by collecting his earliest urine in bottles and parceling it out. Because like we talked about, your that first amount of urine is going to have the most water concentration in it. Right. And it will only get thicker. He eventually stumbled upon an abandoned shack. So he was able to go away from the elements. And he was lucky enough that there were some mammal occupants inside. He stayed alive. Like I said, he was there for 10 days by killing the bats that lived in the abandoned shack. And he would drink their blood to stay hydrated. Wow. However, he knew he wasn't going to get rescued if he stayed there. And so he ended up leaving the shack and eventually, probably just in time, came across a goat herder um, who was able to get him back. My question is, so do you know if like you would die from dehydration well before starvation? Yes. Yes. Okay. I only know that because Survivor Man. He's more concerned about hydration. So yeah. basically all these things would happen well before you would, if you're not eating or drinking, all those things would happen well before you die from starvation. Yeah. You die from dehydration. Yeah. Before starvation. And also you can get a lot of hydration from food too. Right. Um, so if you're eating, you're, you are getting a little bit of hydration. He did end up being discovered and being brought back to society. And now his, his eyes were nearly ruined. Uh, like we talked about how they would 
basically dry out, your eyelids get exposed and, um, and his liver was seriously damaged and he couldn't eat anything other than soup or water for weeks, but he did make a full recovery. It took two years to fully recover from, from 10 days of being severely dehydrated. Now, fun fact after that story, you may be interested to know that today it is thought that more athletes die from overhydration than dehydration. Interesting. So in Scientific American, they have an article that details what happens to the body when you consume too much water. And so the first problem is when you're feeling really, really thirsty, it can take a while for your body to register that it's consumed enough water. If someone drinks too much water in a short period of time, it causes sodium levels to become diluted, known as a state of hyponatremia which Mm. in turn causes organs like the lungs and the brain to take on too much water and swell dangerously. So the word hyponatremia actually translates as insufficient salt in the blood. Severe cases can lead to water intoxication, which is not as fun as it sounds. Um, (laughs) It's an illness, which it's an illness which symptoms include headache, fatigue, nausea, vomiting, frequent urination, and mental disorientation. Like we were talking about, if you're not drinking enough water, your kidneys want to hold on to whatever it can. But if you're drinking too much, especially in a short period of time, your kidneys can't flush it fast enough. So your body sends the water to regions where the concentration of salt and other dissolved substances is higher. And so when there's no more room there, it will push to your cells, which will swell to accommodate. And this is where you really run into problems. Most cells have room to stretch because of the fatty or muscle tissue that they're, um, that they're encased in. But some very important ones do not. A neuroscientist at Duke University Wolfgang Lydak (laughs) explains that brain cells are tightly packaged inside a rigid bony cage, the skull. Um, And so because they have to already share the space with blood and cerebral spinal fluid, any water that like the skull has no, or sorry, the brain has almost zero room to expand and swell. So cracks your skull open? Could that happen? I don't think it would swell to the point of cracking your skull. Now that's an interesting Google. (laughs) <laughs> sure it doesn't i just recently had a bunch of cans in my trunk freeze and burst so I think oh. that's what I'm oh. <laughs> projecting so my theory is that why more athletes die from overhydration overhydration than dehydration is because people don't talk about overhydration um i personally have never ever thought of it as a thing and uh i feel like like i mentioned at least once a day i tell myself i need to be having some water i need to be hydrating just just when Kate says you hadn't heard about it, the only thing, which I feel like might be an old wives' tale, but when you were like, water, 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 I remember growing up being like, you should drink water, but there's one time there was this radio contest where someone drank too much water and they died. Interesting. You should mention that. <laughs> well, oh, oh, okay. NBC News reported on a story of a radio contest in California. Ah! <laughs> the contest was called Hold Your Wee for a Wee, in which KDND 107.9 promised a Nintendo Wii video game system to the winner. That is a terrible oh, idea for a contest. <laughs> uh, yeah. Who would even... Uh, but 
Did somebody die? So one of the contestants interviewed James Yabra had this to say. They were small little half pint bottles, so we thought it was going to be easy. They were given these bottles every 15 minutes. They told us that if we don't feel like we can do this anymore, not to put our health at risk. After about five bottles, my bladder couldn't handle it anymore. So he quit. However, the remaining contestants, including 28-year-old Jennifer Strange, were given even bigger bottles to drink. Jennifer Strange took second place, winning a pair of concert tickets. On her way home, she had complained to a co-worker about a headache and then ended up calling in sick to work. She was found dead in her home a few hours after the contest. Oh my god. A preliminary investigation found evidence, quote, consistent with, wa- with a water intoxication death, said the assistant coroner, Ed Smith. Wow. All participants in the contest had signed a waiver, um, as you probably would for anything. Mm-hmm. However, warnings were actually called in at the time of the contest. So there were listeners. Oh. One, Eva Brooks, uh, had called in while the contest was happening, warning the host of potential consequences of the game. Quote, those people that are drinking all that water can get sick and possibly die from water intoxication, Brooks said to the disc jockeys. The disc jockeys apparently replied, we're aware of that and the contestants have signed a release, so we're not responsible. What? So she ended up dying of water intoxication. And she had obviously peed, peed after the contest. Everything was already too diluted. So mm-hmm. coming back, from, whereas you might be given an IV to rehydrate yourself, the treatment for water intoxication can be similar, but you're, you need salt immediately. <sighs> Do you know what's the, what I, the old wives tale I remember um, mm-hmm. was related to people taking um what was the drug that was so popular with raves ecstasy ecstasy yeah oh and then and then being thirsty and drinking too much water water that's true yeah i don't think that's a wives tale either yeah i remember that i don't have a specific story i don't have the (laughs) (laughs) follow-up you You didn't anticipate my anecdote okay (laughs) so the radio contest was not an old wives tale and just to you know make that end meet her husband was eventually awarded 16.5 million in compensation um, wow. following a wrongful death suit yeah because i've heard waiver waivers are basically nothing like, yeah at the, end of the, day. The, pre- the vice president and marketing manager of the station also put out a statement so i mean nobody anticipated that this was going to be the outcome but people were warning them and you know they they knew enough to create a waiver in the first place but probably just thought oh, wouldn't it be so funny if we got people to see how long they could hold their pee like because <laughs> it's a we we're giving away a we what do we do <laughs> it was almost like our only option oh exactly is there uh is is there sort of a threshold like should you not drink more than or i guess it depends how much you're exercising there's too many variables at play there to say okay don't drink more than two liters an hour or something sure yeah so the unsatisfactory answer is that everybody is different i mean your body weight your body composition your activity level i i would highly recommend that everybody speak to their doctor but two good uh rules to go by are um you should rarely feel thirsty which means you're keeping yourself at a good hydration and your urine should be colorless or very light yellow like honestly have you ever been like i've been so dehydrated where you go to the bathroom and like it is almost like it's a terrible color that comes out when you're dehydrated 
Yeah, you know what I'm really bad for? This is so gross. Is drinking too much coffee, not enough water, and my pee literally smells like coffee. Yeah, yeah, same. Which yeah. is gross because I'm then, then I'm like, I'm definitely cutting this out. <laughs> then I'm like, mm, coffee. Should I make another pot? <laughs> oh, that was so interesting. I, and, you know, I call me crazy, but I feel like now talking about hydration is more popular than when we were kids. I never went to school with a water bottle, but my daughter does mm. every day. Yeah, I had a milk thing, if anything. Yeah. But I never had a water bottle. No. You're right. That's that's newer. People are paying more attention, but I guess we have to be careful on the other end too. But I do feel like if I've got any ailment that's not like a physical, like a cut or whatever I've done. But if I wake up and I'm, I just feel off, my first thought is you're not sick. You're thirsty. Just have a glass of water. Yeah, I'm with you. We all learned from Kate's video. That's right. We might have to repost that one. Yeah, I don't even know what one you're talking about. Oh, I talked about, oh yes, my body break video. Yeah, we might have to repost that one. Kate, great topic. Super informative. But Kristen, have you got some good news? I do, I think. <laughs> As I'm, Yes, I do. Have you guys been playing Wordle? Yes! Love Wordle. And I also love Worldle. What's that? I haven't heard of that one. Worldle is... The word world, like a globe yeah. world, uh, L-E at the end. And it's, they show you an image, of, like it's just a silhouette of a country. And then you have to guess oh. what country it is. And, uh, and it tells you oh how many kilometers it is and which direction. From wh- what country you put? From what country you guessed, yes. Oh, okay. And same, you get five, five, or five guesses. Five guesses, yeah. Or... Okay. Interesting. I'll have to check that out. But tell us about Wordle. Well, everyone, I'm assuming most, well, all of us know, slash, if you're lis- if our listeners don't know, essentially, um, Wordle is a game that's online, and basically it's a five-letter word, and you get six tries to guess it, and as you put in your letters, it'll either tell you if you have a correct letter in the wrong spot or the right letter in the right spot. So it's very, very simple. And very, very fun. And so very recently, I saw it was kind of erupted on Twitter that Wordle had been sold. So the creator of Wordle sold it to the New York Times. Yes. And I I saw kind of a variety of posts about it. Um, But I never really read about it. So you guys may know this already, but I just wanted to share a little bit about what happened there. So it was actually invented by a gentleman named Josh Wordle. So it's no, actually a play that's on his real no. name. Yeah, he he. Well, I could just end right there. You guys are thrilled. <laughs> um, I am thrilled. <laughs> so it's kind of a play on words, uh, and he was actually uh, of the game. So the the game is a play of words on his last name, and he was actually used to work at Reddit, and uh-huh. he currently was working at a place called Mischief. So M S C H F. So. Not a good word or word, but essentially what he did was he, during the pandemic, he actually invented it for his partner, who was this woman who loved games. So they, he invented this game and it was basically for, for her and then kind of shared it amongst family and friends. And sort of some of the nice things about it is that it's only once a day, right? So yep. people don't get addicted to it. It isn't a fast burn. It's just once a day. He very... um on purpose there's like no advertising there's really nothing gimmicky about it which is so unusual on the internet it doesn't warn you in the day do your wordle in the morning it's literally just a website you visit that's just purely fun yeah and so um 
he actually, I think, got a little bit overwhelmed um, because uh, it's actually started in November. And then uh, by the time that he sold it, I believe 2.5 million people were playing-ish wow. a day. Wow. Yeah. And so um, in the development of it, there are actually 12,000 words or so that have five letters. Um, but him and his partner, I saw her refer to as his wife, we'll just say partner for safety, um, <laughs> was that they actually went through all the words and they narrowed it down to about 2,500 that were like, because basically if you haven't played yet, they're for the most part words that you use and so, they might be a little bit odd, but it's mm -hmm. not like the weirdest word you can think of. Mm -hmm. That's yes. five letters, yes. which obviously if we're going down from 12,000 to 2,500. Anyways, so he sounds like he got a little bit overwhelmed with time and he was kind of, he didn't really know where to go with it. I think he had done what he wanted to do. He didn't want to evolve it. Um, it was, he just wanted it to be kind of simple. So he actually ended up selling it to the New York times for what they said was at least $1 million. So in the article, they quoted that it was in the low seven figures. Oh. So uh, um, the New York times has kind of, for the time being said, they would leave it as kind of what it is. Yes. Um, but, I hope yeah. they do. Me too. I know. I love but they did say is. that. I know they did say that the, they had bought the online guessing game in the quest to grow the digital subscription, their digital subscriptions from to 10 million by 2025. So wait, oh, so are you going to have to buy a subscription to the New York times to be able to, to play, play Wordle? Wordle? In my opinion, to kind of to Julie's, like when Julie's talking about Wordle and it's so, e it's such an easy, simple game to kind of emulate yeah. that I think that New York Times, if they do change it too much, um, they're, they, I'm sure there's like 50 people in a room right now thinking, <laughs> how do we convert this yeah. from what it is now to like actual subscribers? Cause it's delicate. I think yeah. if you, the second you put a barrier, you're going to lose people and it's, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, is going to be a flash in the pan eventually. So, yeah. Yeah, but awesome. I just thought it was cool. Like, there's like, there's so few things on the internet that are just. I mean, it's obviously sold now, but that are <laughs> that are just like, this is just a game. I invented it for fun. My last name just happens to be Wordle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no ads. It's simplicity itself. I love how the keyboard works. Oh, it's it's a great game. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, no shame if you haven't played it yet. Jump on board do it. this train that may be ending soon. <laughs> soon. Who knows what the New York Times do? But um, yeah, it's it's been fun. It really is. And uh, no, I, I love it. It's so simple. And he deserves every amount of the $1 million or $2 million or $3 million that he got. I, I think that's awesome. Well, did you find what you're looking for? <laughs> 